Welcome to Gaming Casual. Welcome to Gaming Casual. You massive, massive cunt. (laughs) The gaming podcast where we talk about games casually. I'm your host, Sedge, and I'm joined by my jackass of a co-host, Lightsaber Ninja. A.K.A. King Kegel. Control Freak, unfortunately. A.K.A. Jackass. Yes, you are a jackass. Control Freak won't be joining us this week as he is partying it up at a lake somewhere in northern Wisconsin. Uh, actually... So I wanted to talk to you about this. I, I've been having problems with gaming. Oh? In that, yeah, uh, in that everything's old. Uh, I'm extremely bored with all I have. So I've been trying to branch out and, um, and, and explore, you know, new gaming opportunities. So first thing I did was I bought uh, Chinatown Wars for mobile. Okay. I, I know and now one of the things. about that a few weeks ago. Yeah, one of the things is like I I once I was once reading somebody review all the GTA games, and when they got to Chinatown Wars, they were saying that it was amazing on the DS, it was okay on the PSP, and they felt like if you couldn't play it on the DS, the best way to play it was on mobile, because uh, PSP doesn't have a touch screen, and there are some elements of the game that are just built for touch, right? Aren't there like actual mini games where you have to like unscrew a grate or fill up a fucking Yeah, when you when you hijack a car, you have to either plug in your PDA and hack it, uh unscrew a panel and hotwire it or shove a screwdriver into the keyhole and twist. That seems like a lot of unnecessary work for a game when I need to steal a car in, I have to yeah. You know, it's usually because I'm being chased by the police and need a What's kinda... way to get the fuck away. Well, then you'd take one that's being driven already. You know how GTA works. But but it, it... I get it because it takes place in the same Liberty City as GTA 4. Um, and Rockstar likes to do dumb shit like that. It's fine. There's a time limit for it, which makes the hacking one the worst. That's the only one that I've ever, like, failed on. Wait, it takes place on the same map as GTA 4? Yeah, it's it's Liberty City, but from GTA 4. Oh, really? Because I figured it'd be from Liberty City Stories since it came out. See, I also thought time. that it would be the GTA 3 Liberty City, but it's not. Oh. So I don't even know my way around town. Um, but anyway... Uh, fair, I never learned my way around that map. I still haven't learned my way around GTA 5. I know my way around GTA 5 a bit, but I don't know my way around 4 at all. And so... My issue, though, is I don't think it'll work on any platform. It, this is a game that is not for me. The problem is every console it's built for has digital buttons, right? Right. And I hate that for drive because a digital button is either nothing or pedal to the metal. Right. There, there's and, no pressure sensitivity to it like you get with an analog button. Yeah, and so you're either just like, stupidly tapping the screen or fucking the buttons or whatever. You know what I mean? I tried playing it on a DS emulator on a touch screen. Let me tell you how that was. Uh, it was horrible. But uh, So I actually got it on mobile. I actually bought it and I played it. it I did much better. It, it does give you some leeway. Like you're allowed, you're allowed to kind of crash into cops quite a bit before you get in trouble like you can run over a few people before you start getting stars and stuff like like they know that the driving si- system is shitty <laughs> no no uh, it's fine good, it's good. fine good. go ahead don't wor- don't worry we get people running into us all the time go ahead it's fine yeah uh but i just i could not get a handle on it and then since the camera spins with you what i think the game would have done better is if it if it did a, if it had a set camera it was always facing to where the top was north. Like if it was always doing the cardinal directions, I think the game would be a million times easier to play. Following the player around is ridiculous because sometimes it doesn't turn and sometimes it turns whenever you don't want it to. And all around, dude, I, I played it for like three days uh, off and on, not straight. I put, I gave it a chance for three days. I put in about six hours total and it's just not for me. I mean, fair enough. I, I never thought the Chinatown Wars was really for me. Just didn't you seem mother. like my type of game. We could have had Max Payne. We could have had Max Payne. You said Chinatown. I mean, 
I'd played Max Payne. I'd never played Chinatown Wars. So I I, I, figured... I agreed with you. That's why I got it. Oh, I just well, want to blame you for don't it. Put it on me, you jackass. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I agreed with that assessment. So. And and what makes it even more painful is that's like what seven dollars down the drain, or I think what five dollars. That's five dollars down the drain. And then I found a uh, a game called uh, Catbird, completely free platformer, fucking amazing on touch. <laughs> I mean, touch screen. It's... Touch screen works just fine for platformers because all you have to do is tap the screen to jump. Yeah, but I've played plenty of. Mario knockoffs, uh, for lack of a better term, for platformers that are garbage. Or like, um, even though I think that Christian Whitehead did a hell of a job porting it, the Sonic games are hard to play without uh, with just touchscreen. Oh, oh, speaking of touchscreen, I paired up a Bluetooth controller for Chinatown Wars. Figured that'd make it easier for me. Did it? It only worked. It only worked on the menus. Wait, what? Why? Yeah, I could. Act I could access the menus, and all the buttons worked like a like you would expect buttons to. There's no way to program them though, and unlike using you know the DS emulator, there was no lag for the Bluetooth controller. I was so shocked. I was so happy, and then I backed out of the menu and had no more control with the with the thing. I could press the start button and get back into the menu, but I couldn't actually play the game. Well, that seems like a massive oversight on their part. Yeah, just all around, man. I was very unhappy with that. I have been finding some gems on Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance had a lot of good fucking games. Like, a lot. Yeah. I found this game called Lady Sia. Why do I feel like I've heard which, of that one before? I don't know. It is a 2D side-scrolling platform beat-em-up RPG adventure. Other words. <laughs> Just let's throw in some more words in there that mean nothing. I don't know how else to describe it. It's very good. The animations are beautiful. Oh, that's another. Castlevania, Aria of Sorrow. I had to go find the fucking sprite sheet. I was blown away by some of the animations in that game. The main character has a walk cycle that is 19 frames long. Holy shit. Yeah, I didn't even know you could pull that out of a Game Boy. Let's just be honest there. I mean, it, um, it doesn't surprise me. It's that... a weird walk, but it's so fluid and nice looking. Have you seen Alucard's walk from Symphony of the Night? The fucker is basically moonwalking forwards. That's, okay. So, yeah, that's another one. Alucard uh, in Symphony of the Night, I don't think you should be able to compare a PlayStation to a GBA here, but Alucard's walk is gross yet gorgeous. And um he's Soma so Cruz's walk. He's, he's so regal when he steps. Well there's something weird about it. Like his hair bounces wrong for the way that his body moves. Anyway. I mean at least Soma Cruz Soma Cruz in Symphony of the Night, who they keep saying is a male but is very clearly a woman. Same thing. It, it they there's something off-putting and ethereal about their walk because there's just something wrong. But it's very, very beautifully done. Well, that's good to know. Mm -hmm. I also uh, tried Metroid Zero Mission, my first time ever playing a Metroid game. Okay, and how did that go? It's all right. Uh, it, it doesn't grab me. Same with Castlevania, although I think the issue here is that I'm playing them, I'm stuck in one spot playing them on a TV, and I feel like these are games that benefit from portability. And also, me personally as a gamer, you know, I just, I kind of prefer being portable. I mean, I know you do. That's why you were so excited for the Switch Mini. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been looking into the homebrew scene on uh, Switch, too, to see if they're, how the hacking's going there. Oh, on that subject, and then we can move on to whatever else. Uh, you familiar with single board computers, like the Raspberry Pi? Yeah, I've messed around with see, them a little bit. So, you know, I've lamented before, it's kind of bullshit. You can't go out and just buy mobile parts the way you can with PCs. You can't just build a tablet the way that we can build computers. I found out that NVIDIA actually sells Tegra SBCs. So you can actually get a Tegra X1, a Tegra X2 on a single board computer. The Tegra X1, though is downclocked so it's not it, it's downclocked and they cut the ram in half uh and the the 
GPU in house. So it's not a switch. It's not a Nvidia shield TV, but, but if you, if, if, you could get your hands if somebody could get their hands on like the Tegra X2 uh single board computer. I'm willing to bet that a good hacker could make one hell of a fucking tablet with that bitch. It's a um it's a system on a chip that's basically the original Xbox One in power. Right. I know we've had a little bit of a conversation about the Tegra 2 before. Yeah. That's all. All right. So we got I just realized uh... Yeah, I, I've been talking too much. What have you been playing? <laughs> Lots of Sea of Thieves, which isn't a change from last week. Like, I've, hmm. I've basically just been playing that a lot. Mm-hmm. Which is funny, because a lot of people, you know, I still hear people talking about how they think the game is boring, and I'm playing it, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm happy for you. Yeah. I mean, it, it helps that I got it for super cheap, so... You know, is that bad. is that Ubisoft pirate game ever? Is that still coming out? Your guess is as good as mine. Oh, uh, because I haven't heard anything about it since it was announced. I know. Which I'm super excited about that because my favorite Assassin's Creed was Black Flag because I loved the sailing in it. I know you didn't like the sailing. I know. But. I loved the game when it wasn't being Assassin's Creed. I loved it for the pirate game it was. I want a pirate game like that. The only thing, the only downside is going to be, unless they're bringing it later, they're not going to have, like, boarding combat. It's just going to take place in, like, an animation. Oh. Which is unfortunate, because that was one of the best parts, was running through the rigging of the ship, you know, stabbing yeah. people. Yeah, it's kind of weird for a mechanic that was, like, tacked onto three... And then they liked it enough that they blew it out to the sequel. And then they liked that enough that it literally spun off into its own game. And then we never heard from it again. It's it's weird because it's like the, the basis of the mechanics were already there. They were already using the Anvil Next engine. Like it, You really think that this game would have already have come out. You'd think so. I, I'm curious as to what its status is. I'm actually going to I'll do some quick Googling here. I actually think it's something we should have seen before Assassin's Creed Syndicate came out. Well, this Like, that's how an... quick the turnaround was. Well, this didn't get announced until after uh, Origins was out. I know, but what I'm saying is, like, with as quick as the turnaround between 3 and 4, and, like, 3 is, like, the tech demo for what the sailing becomes in 4. And right. four, they just expanded everything to take. And then you're still taking that single mechanic and putting it into a whole game. Like, the bones were there. All they had to do was dress it up. It is. Uh, I found a Polygon article about this. And apparently the game has been pushed back to 2020. So okay. I'm assuming we're either not going to see it until early 2020 like summer or early or summer 2020 or we're not going to see it till the scarlet comes out boy every game is coming out in spring of 2020 huh yeah. like first quarter yeah it's we're not going to get a the usual post christmas break it seems which Fuck is un, no. which is unfortunate for my wallet we're getting the post christmas deluge yeah just the it reminds the me post christmas hemorrhage um this year or next year, one of them is going to be the 2011 of this generation. Oh, you think so? Yeah. 2011 and 2013. Now, 2013, granted, that's the year that the, the current-gen consoles first launched. Um, but that is... Uh, I guess you could count whenever the Wii U came out, too. Whatever. Um... But but 2013 that was that was the year of uh, the last of and whatever else came out then 2011 was Arkham that was the year of all the great sequels Modern Warfare 2 Arkham City Skyrim Skyrim yeah no 2011 was a fucking just filled year with shit a lot of threes yeah. came out that year yeah In 2011 we also got Battlefield three. We got a lot. Yeah. It was a good year for gaming. It was. And then, like I said, 2013 was also a, a pretty good one. Then they were dead for a while. No. I'm I think a... Oh, go ahead. I think a lot of this console generation's been dead 
with the exception of uh PlayStation PlayStation and Nintendo staggered their uh exclusives. Yeah. And if they didn't do that, there would have been full on empty years of no great game. No, and, and I mean that's a big thing. And that that's been a big thing a lot recently is we're not seeing like the PS2 and the PS3. They had a lot of mid-card games, like double-A games come out. Yeah. We're not seeing a whole lot of double-A titles in the current generation. Uh, Sony is actually looking to, uh, as we know, everybody's pushing towards streaming. Um, and then you know how Microsoft did all their studio acquisitions because they needed exclusives? Yeah. Sony's actually looking to purchase studios now. That uh, That's some news that's going around. Well, we'll see how that plays out. I don't know. Microsoft has grabbed up a lot of the good ones. I don't know who the hell Sony would pick up. Maybe I, Insomniac. Oh, that could be. They could bring them on as exclusive. And, like, I know that Insomniac uh, prides itself on being independent, but so did Double Fine, and they just signed a deal with Microsoft. That's true. And, I mean, it, we're, well, we're getting to a point where a lot of these companies are making big promises they're not able to pay off on because they just don't have the money to do it, a la Double Fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to see them get work, but it's always sad to see an independent studio have to be bought. It is. But in some other news of things getting bought out, uh, Alan Wake got acquired by Remedy. Like the, Brilliant transition. the licensing rights to Alan Wake. Yeah, that that makes me happy. It makes me happy too, because maybe that means we'll finally get you know an actual a sequel, sequel, not just the weird spinoff game. <laughs> American Nightmare. Yeah, you know I have both of those in my Steam library, and I just never got around to playing them. I never played American Nightmare, but Alan Wake is a game I actually enjoyed. It's one that I wish I still had. I, I've heard it was good. I've like I've heard nothing but good things or good to media. Oh, you haven't played at all? No, I haven't played Alan Wake. Wow. Yeah, dude, get on that. <laughs> like I said, I have it. I've been meaning to get around to it. I just haven't yet. Hmm. I'm I'm real bad about getting around to games. It's very irritating for me. To hear you talk about games, because I have no games and I'm desperate to play. You have all games and don't play shit. I <laughs> just go back to playing Halo for the 30th time. Yeah. Um, oh, I've been playing Sea of Thieves. I got all these great games just sitting in my Steam library. If if I went through all the games in my C Steam library, you probably wouldn't talk to me anymore. <laughs> I'd like to steal your Steam library. I think a lot of people would like to steal my Steam library. Yeah, but I think I deserve it. Oh, oh, do you? Yeah, because I would play them. I'm gonna play them. My, I should make that my 2020 New Year's resolution is play every... You realize year. Alan Wake is almost a decade old. I am well aware. That's why I picked it up for five bucks last year on the Steam sale. Yeah, almost a decade old. You're gonna play it? Doubtful. You'd be surprised at what I'll go back It's to. like me saying that I'm gonna watch fucking uh, Citizen Kane or Lawrence of Arabia. Let's face it. No, I'm not. Actually, probably... I think I have Lawrence of Arabia. I should go and watch that. I hate you. <laughs> I know you do. That's what you get, though, for messing up my intro. Hmm. <laughs> uh, we got another piece of news. Um... You know how uh, Judgment, that new Yakuza-esque game, had all the legal Fuck shit? Fuck yeah. Uh, apparently a Yakuza 6 actor. I'm not going to try to pronounce that. <laughs> well, okay, so there's the Yakuza 6 actor that, that got in, uh, in trouble, but there's also the Judgment actor right. slash comedian. Right, who it, it all kind of ties together because this is just how Japanese, you know, business culture is. That one's kind of a shame. I was reading the details about the Judgment actor. 
Yeah. And from what I could tell, he's just a comedian who did a gig. And now all of a sudden he's in trouble for it. Like, he didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Like I said, that's, that's got to be some kind of cultural thing for Japan. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, you know, attempt to make assumptions, though, on a culture I don't know enough about. Well, I am. Those kooky Japanese. Oh, boy. They're real crazy. Um, well, speaking of that, uh, one of the stars of Yakuza 6 got suspended from the project Mm -hmm. and removed from the game because he has a link to organized crime. (laughs) But that's the thing. These links, these quote unquote links are as simple as just doing a gig and not realizing you're doing it for the Yakuza. I mean, yeah. I I just think it's ironic. The Yakuza 6 actor suspended for... Well, yeah, it makes a great headline. Being indirectly linked to the Yakuza? Yeah, it makes for a great headline. I just don't... I don't agree with it. Well, I don't agree with it. At least from what I read. I don't agree with it either. I only brought it up because it was a good piece of irony. Yeah. Oh... Uh, okay, another piece of news, um, the Halo Reach PC, like, flight test that happened last week, uh, yeah. some people illegally distributed that, and now people are getting banned? Ooh. Well, you know what, I, I love Halo, and I love the company for what they're trying to do, bringing it to PC, they let a thousand people test that game this time, knowing full well they had like tens of thousands ready to go. But they decided, let's bring in a thousand to test out the systems with one single player level. It's like, wait a minute, so you're not even testing the multiplayer servers? You were just literally testing how the game played on PC? Why that doesn't you... entitle people to fucking illegally spread it. No, I'm not saying it does. I'm just saying I'm not surprised. They're getting what's coming to them by illegally distributing it, but, I mean, if you really wanted it that bad, honestly, just wait. Like, it's coming just sooner wait. rather than later. Yeah, and it's not were, a big deal. They were telling people... For weeks it's like it's only gonna be one level it's the same thing we brought to e3 just cleaned up a little bit so it's not like you know people were getting codes to play the multiplayer it was one single level from halo reach yeah uh, and this is a legit port yep fully redesigned for the from the ground up for pc microsoft puts in a lot of effort for these uh for halo I mean, Halo is... I, I know I know it's their flagship, but damn, it's kind of impressive the money that they sink into it. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I but... mean, the Master Chief Collection alone, with the ability to switch on and off the, uh, the new engine and all that, like, all of it. Ridiculous. Well, Ridiculous having... amounts of effort. Having every game have Xbox Live integration, be able to play online on semi well now they're stable servers when the game launched they were not stable at all but the fact that they never gave up right like they kept working at that that is an effort like i microsoft doesn't need my commendation they they are a multi-billion dollar multinational company well if anything give your commendations to 343 because they're the ones who are you know making this shit well, not just for 343 for, for continuing to work on it, but Microsoft for continuing to pay them to work on it. That's, yeah. Although I will say, it yes, it, it's good for Microsoft to have these in-house companies that run these IPs, but they're going to have to let 343 uh, and the Coalition um, Rare, well, I, who knows what the hell they're doing with Rare, <laughs> They're going to have to let them breathe every once in a while in the same way that uh, in the same way that that Respawn was allowed to, even though they're the Titanfall company for EA, the way that they were allowed to shit out Apex Legends. 
and now it's become just the in between thing in battle royale. Yeah, and then and then I mean, they're good on them. That's what happens when you let them like, hey, do you have an idea for a for a little game? And then they're also doing Jedi Fallen Order. Like, it would be cool to see three four three get a chance to do something different before they make the next Halo. I agree. And I, I hope they do let them do something a little bit different because if they just keep telling them pump out new Halo games, that's how we get shitty Halo games. Yeah, and, and that's how you get burnt out the uh, developer. Right, and then eventually you'll have people on the project who, like, are just... I mean, I assume everybody working on Halo is a fan of Halo. Yeah. But you'll have people coming in who want to see like halo three recreated. So they just want to make that again without having to reinvent the series at all and make it any different. Yeah. And you'll eventually reach a point where it's like, okay, we know what halo is. It's just this. And they're just like, they're moving like robots. It becomes call of duty. Exactly. Which I do not want for halo. No, I mean, look at, um, Look at Sledgehammer Games, dude. They got they lost Call of Duty, and I I think that they only made like two of them. Yeah. They only made they only made a couple uh like two Call of Duties before it's gone, and they're done, and they're finished with it, and their studio is gonna end up closed now because you know they couldn't just keep shitting out Call of Duty, and I I think a poor Treyarch like. What are those developers up uh, uh, up to? Treyarch literally set the gold standard for Spider-Man for over a decade and then was forced to do Tony Hawk and Call of Duty. Yep, and now they're basically putting pay-to-win mechanics that, well, some people think they're pay-to-win into Black Ops 4. Mm. So, I don't know. I don't... I don't hold any ill against the developers for these games. That's all on Activision no. pushing these companies and destroying them from the inside. Yeah, Bobby Kotick is a piece of shit. I mean, it, it's the same thing with EA, and, and which is yep. which I find it funny when I find articles like this one from GameIndustry.biz that uh, the EA exec saying, I don't understand why people think we're just a bunch of bad guys. It's like, well, I kind of do. Yeah, it's because you're 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 blatant about it. Mm-hmm. Ubisoft's bad too. I mean, all the big publishers are kind of shitty now. Um, what really kills me with EA though is they managed to score Peter Moore, the father of the Xbox. Basically, they managed to get him to come to their company. And then we had, like, a couple good games, and it looked like EA was going to be great. And that was a decade ago, and it had, they, they've just gone back to being shitty. What is he even doing at that company anymore? Probably sitting in his big office, spinning in a chair. Wondering when he's going to do something good again. You guys, can I Remember help? whenever I came up with Project Natal? You mean the Connect? Yeah, the Connect. <laughs> Because they changed that last minute. Go back to your hole. We all remember the connect. The original vision was pretty good. It's a shame that Microsoft gave up on it so hard. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame they like tried to build it in as a, you know, a big part of the Xbox One, and then everybody shat on it so much. They were like, you know what? We're just going to throw that out. Yeah, their course correction in the Xbox One era is, whew, that was, that neck breaking you know what they tell you when you're taking your driver's test like if you go into a slide you make tiny adjustments so you don't end up putting your car into a full-on tailspin <laughs> yeah they're making the crazy like just spinning the wheel back and forth hoping to god that they can straighten out the car you know that scene in uh days of future past whenever quicksilver puts his hand on the back of magneto's head to prevent whiplash yeah. Yeah, nobody did that for them. No. No, they did not. Uh All right. So, I got one more little thing that I want oh. to Oh. 
wait, uh, on the subject of Alan Wake, going back, I'm sorry. Uh, I watched 20 minutes of gameplay for Control. Oh, right, right, right. Um, I don't know how a game around Control's life is going to be, but, you know, we'll see. I'm hopeful for it. I couldn't tell which one was the main character. <laughs> no, uh, Control but... was that game that I messaged you about. What was that? Not That was last year's E3, right? That I said, hey, this kind of looks like PsyOps. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was already on. Um, yeah, Control is the game that kind of looked like PsyOps. It's it. If it if it if it has anything from PsyOps right now, it's just that it's telekinesis. I mean, if they do it like well, I'll take just telekinesis. Yeah. Um. So the telekinesis is used for combat. And puzzle solving. Um, looks like all you really do is lift and throw. <laughs> I know that there's that shield mechanic from the other thing. I did notice that the gun that they use in this. Uh, it has an interesting mechanic. There's no ammo. You get a, you get a little bar that slowly dies as you shoot. And then you got to wait for it to recharge. And there's only one point in the entire gameplay demo where they actually run the entire quote-unquote clip out. And all she does is she just kind of holds the gun up. And it's doing this weird floaty bit thing. It was just real interesting to watch. Visually, the game looks really cool. Uh, the enemies look real interesting. The environments look kind of uh, nifty. Uh, there's a neat dodge mechanic. Uh, I don't know what to say about it. It's a remedy game. Um, I never played Quantum Break. But it looks a little, it looks a little like Quantum Break and Max Payne together, which I'm not opposed to. No, not at all, man. It looks great. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see how that one plays when it comes out. Uh, yeah, what I saw on it though, it looks pretty good. I got one other thing that was sent to me by Jovi of the Discount Podcast, so little shout out to them yeah total shout out but ugh in a this story yeah <laughs> this one hurt to read so in a recent pc gamer story the developers of mordhow have said that they're looking to expand their game's roster to include women and people of other races here's where which is awesome that's great do that yeah. Hooray. Here's where the story gets fucky. And when where... I create a character, it's nice to have options. <laughs> so I'm not just generic, muscly white man. Yeah. Um. Here's the kicker. The developers are worried about upsetting people. Specifically, the bigoted fans. And uh... they're considering adding a toggle button. So if you choose a woman or a person of color... Uh, no, so that if somebody else does, just read oh, yeah. the quote. Uh, the developers are so worried about upsetting their bigoted fans that they're planning, though not guaranteeing the ultimate inclusion, on adding a toggle for players to filter out those choices. So that every character in the game is displayed as a white male, regardless of the rival's actual selection. Now, I, I read that and I threw up in my mouth a little bit. There was an MMO that came out where it didn't let you pick your character. And <clears throat> that's that's a little irritating. But what was fun was people complained because it randomly assigned you a gender and race. And pe racists got mad that they couldn't be white men, right? Because it, it, our group seems to be the touchiest. <laughs> whatever uh but people complained like that they weren't able to play as a white man and the developer was like basically the developer was like fuck you and i thought that was real ballsy i think that they eventually let you create a character uh this is like the total opposite of that yeah where they're like oh are you scared of there being difference in the world 
make everyone a white man. Here's the button. Here's though. the button. Here's a button that lets you filter it out. So I did end up finding the article. So stupid. Like the PC Gamer article. And I can post okay. this to our Facebook page as well. Yes, please. For our listener for our listeners to read. Uh <laughs> apparently adding female characters post release was always planned, but the Mordhau community is there's been an update uh, on their Twitter page. Um, I think that's Triterion. So we'll we'll just go with that. Uh, it does not have plans to include a setting that disables the appearance of characters that aren't white and never did. Uh, which is contradictory to the statements, developers. Um, I... What the fuck, guys? You know what we're just I get it. Mike and Andrew um, made to the PC Gamer last week. So there's been an update. They're not, you know, they've turned heel and said, we're not doing that. We're, yeah. we're going to be in the game. But the fact that two of their developers said that they were considering it for an option is still real fucky. Yeah, no, it sounds like it sounds like they just keep changing their story based on whatever is giving them the most backlash. Change our story based on how angry the internet gets. I have an idea, guys. Don't be a bunch of idiots. Just, just do the fucking thing. make your just game. Make your fucking game. You're gonna get backlash. It's gonna happen. Just deal with it. Also, deal with the fucking racism in your game. Look, in Star Wars: The Last Jedi was super contentious, right? Right. One of the thing. One of the most ridiculous things I've heard from the in- from all of the outrage was that. The reason Chewie chose not to eat that porg in front of the other porgs was because of an SJW conspiracy to force veganism onto kids. What? The point is, it doesn't matter what you do, there's always going to be some dipshit that thinks that they're being attacked. Oh boy, okay. Well, I didn't know that, and I wish I didn't still. Moving on. Yeah, though. whatever. It's stupid. Yeah, let's yeah. move on. Uh, Mordhau devs, just make your fucking game. Just um, make your game. Gamers, just play the game or don't. Yeah, that's basically it. Play it or don't. That's it. Just do it. Preferably don't be a racist asshole, but... I... I... I don't know. Fuck it. It, there, it yeah, literally unless you're making a trolley game like that that rape simulator. Uh, like otherwise there's no reason to flip out about game. Yeah. And there's never a reason to flip out when when developers are giving more choice. And there's never a reason to attack developers, you self-righteous little shits. Oh yeah, you're not entitled to a video game. Nope. Let's move on though. Luckily, from what I've seen, most of our <laughs> most of our loyal fan base does not adhere to the people who would attack developers. Oh uh, well, we got to step our game up. Then we're doing something wrong. We got to oh. get them PewDiePie numbers. Please God, no. Have yes, our own little no. army of trolls. Uh, so we got a couple of TV and movie announcements that are related to games this week. I know we're. This is weird. We have a lot of news to announce this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, because the trailer for the new Jumanji dropped, which they're going back into the video game, and I'll be honest, I had a really good laugh at Kevin's Heart in the Rock playing old men. Yeah, I'm, and uh, I like that they are switching up most of the characters. I like that everybody's getting a chance to to redo, like, to to try something new. That's fun. Yeah, except for uh, Karen Gillan. She's not. Yeah. Yeah, but it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder what the uh, the Bethany character that was Jack Black before wh- who they are. Yeah, and who and who the um, Spencer is. I'm thinking Spencer is going to be that Jonas brother. That's what I was thinking too, because he seemed to be looking over his shoulder, like, "No, don't find me." Mm-hmm. So, I I that trailer looks really funny, 
and I'm very excited mm-hmm. about that movie because I really like the. Are are we gonna call it a sequel or a reboot? A reboot. Yeah, movie? it's no. It acknowledges these are all sequels. That's why I call Welcome to the Jungle. I call that one Two Manji, and I always said that if they came out with another, I'd call it Jumanji Three. Oh, that's so... Jesus. That's some like Banjo Kazooie style naming. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I am a gamer. That, yeah. Uh, we also got some images of what Siri, Geralt, and Yennefer look like from the Witcher TV show. And I know I gotta say, man, Henry Cavill looks good enough that it took me a while to notice he didn't have a beard. Well, that's and that's the kicker. I know a lot of people were really like skeptical when they first released the images of him. You know, it's like, oh boy. But after seeing this, I, I'm i excited for it. I think it'll be all right. Mm-hmm. So, Good timing, too, with that Switch port coming out. Yeah. I, I am still curious to see how that will run. Or if it'll just make my Switch light on fire. Just flames. Yeah. I, <laughs> it is crazy what developers are pulling out of the Switch. I know. Because at its heart... It's still basically a, a a slightly bumped up PS3. So, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that's basically all you can say. Um, You also saw a non-video game related movie trailer that you wanted to talk about. And I am You curious. want to talk about. I do, because I want to know what your thoughts are on it. Because you said there was one person who made you not like it. Oh yeah, well there's one one person that makes me know this is going to be a shitty. All right. So um it, hang, let me set up some context here. Okay. They're re Essentially they're remaking the 1979 Charlton Heston movie Midway. At least it seems like it's a remake cuz it's just called Midway. I mean, but there's they're... also the actual battle that they're Well, yeah, but the the movie was called Midway. Which okay. also took place over the actual battle. I assume it's like a reboot of it. Either way. They're making it again. But yeah, they're making that. It looks more action-packed. It kind of looks like Michael Bay is directing it. I'm Well... Scared. There's a lot of explosions. I know. And them and the Japanese gunning down civilians again. That's There's a lot of explosions. That's because... It's a Roland Emmerich movie. Ah, yeah, that'll do it. Director of uh, Independence Day, yay. Director of White House Down, yay. Director of 10,000 BC, 2012, The Day After Tomorrow. I like The Day After Tomorrow. Oh, they're all garbage movies. Fucking uh, Godzilla 98. Ooh, that was the Matthew Broderick one, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ugh, that's worse than day after tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but so, not as bad as 2012 and 10,000 BC. So, who is the actor in that movie that just threw you off completely? No, there's no actor, dude. It's the director. Oh. Roland Emmerich. Oh, I thought it was That's how I know it's going to be a bad movie. Oh, I thought it was an actor. <laughs> My bad. No. Yeah. Um, no, I like Patrick Wilson. I like uh, Woody Harrelson. Nick Jonas. You know it's going to be too. a bad movie, as in the degree of M Night Shyamalan. You know it's going to be a bad movie. M Night Shyamalan has an R eight. Yeah, some of his movies have been. <laughs> He's hit or miss, but I would I would say that Roland Emmerich is far more miss than hit in in a much worse way than M Night. I, I would agree with that. If we if if we have to compare it to M Night Shyamalan, then we would say Lady in the Water, The Happening, Avatar: The Last Airbender, that era of M Night Shyamalan is how good I think. What? I just dry heaved a bit when you mentioned The Last Airbender. Fuck that movie. I think the world collectively dry heaved. Yeah. People just randomly dry heaved from that, not even knowing why. Like, why do I just feel dirty now? Oh, they knew that whenever I said 10,000 BC. Even if you know, I never did about. see that movie. 
Your luck. <laughs> it didn't look like something that was inside my wheelhouse. Oh, you know what movie I did see recently? Dark Phoenix. Was it crap? Do you remember X-Men Apocalypse? Yes. It's about that good. Okay. That's not terrible. Only because you don't remember it. That's how bad it is. Apparently The no. worst part the worst part about it is that it's not aggressively bad. Oh, it's just one of those that's like you go through the whole movie going, "Oh, that's really but, but that's okay." You just... It's it's got at least one action scene at the end that kind of elevates it a little bit, but on the whole I'd say it was worse than Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh, damn. And like that movie wasn't that bad either. Like they're not bad, they're just they're not good. <laughs> they're they're just so aggressively bland. Yeah. I mean, at least it's better than X-Men 3? Maybe? Possibly? It's about on par. Oh. Well. I mean, Brett Ratner wasn't involved, so that's good, right? Is it? Yeah. I don't remember who that Dude, is. Dude, on the set of... Brett Ratner is the director of X-Men 3. He also did the Rush Hour films. He oh. also runs the uh, Platinum Dunes, I believe, is his uh, his production company. Um, no, Rat Pack. Rat Pack is his fucking production company. Um, he was called out by Gal Gadot because his production company had a hand in uh, Wonder Woman. And uh, he outed Ellen Page on the set of X-Men 3 while she was still in the closet. Oh, so he's a cunt. Like, he's a total cunt. He's a massive. You know what? Not even a, That's not fair. That's not fair to vaginas. <laughs> he's a big old ball bag. <laughs> big old floppy sack of balls. What Brett Ratner's a piece of shit. So uh, I guess the, the, the good news is he's not involved in this one. The film's about the same quality, though. Uh, well, at least it has that plus in its column. Yeah. Um. I guess. I mean, did you want to kind of touch on VR a bit? Because I know you were pretty. You've been looking into that a lot this week. Yeah, I've been. I've been. Stu I've been looking into it. I gotta say, I. Uh, there's two camps for VR companies right now, uh, and it's a little depressing. So the one is the enthusiast route, and that's like. That's where Valve is headed, right? Right, with their new Valve Index. Yeah, you fit, that's $1,000. If you don't have VR and you want to get into VR, if you wanted to do the Valve Index, which is the top of the line, that's $1,000 before you even count having to have a powerful enough gaming rig to take advantage of it. Yeah, yeah that is the kicker. But all oh, those controls. And... Yeah, which it, it's weird because it seems like the controllers are all anybody really talks about. But on the flip side of that, uh, uh, Oculus, I mean, they've done their regular headset, but they've released a $400 headset called the Quest. And it is fully standalone, no tether, no wire. You put on a headset and you hold a controller. And... That's pretty good in my opinion. Doesn't that one come it's... shipped? Isn't that the one that comes shipped with like Beat Saber and Super Hot? See, if it if it comes with those pre I don't no, I don't think it has Super Hot pre-installed, but the thing is is it can run. It runs Beat Saber. Uh they actually Oculus actually invested the money for the developers because it's uh in order to be standalone you know, it's basically got to be running mobile tech. And so you got to figure out how to make mobile tech do VR in an acceptable way that's not like whenever you strap a phone to your face with cardboard. Um, And so they they put a lot of effort into this. It uh, The tracking, while not perfect, it tracks from the inside out. So you don't need to set up any towers or anything like that 
and um, uh, they they had the developers specifically they invested for them to build specifically for this platform and now more games are coming to it uh everybody seems to love beat saber i i think that must be something i have to try to understand it it's like guitar hero but with lightsabers no i get it and i seen it i just don't understand why that's everybody's favorite game when super hot exists i love super hot I, I have played through all of the super hot VR. That shit is both exhausting because you have to move around mm-hmm. a lot more than you think you do. Yeah. And it's super fun because it's super satisfying just to get that John Wick style fucking. That's what I, all I could think while watching it in VR was John Wick. Yeah. When I saw it on console, I thought Matrix. But when I saw it in VR, it's John Wick. Yeah. And that's the um, getting that perfect, like, you know, you grab the knife out of the air, chuck it into somebody's face, grab the gun, pop, pop. Yeah. Like, that shit and so, is like, fantastic. Super hot for me personally. Super hot, Vader Immortal, Tilt Brush, and this thing that's like Gods and Kings or something like that it's called. Is that the one that's kind of... No. It's nope. kind of first-person Zelda. Okay, I'm getting Gods and Kings convinc- confused with that game we saw at E3. That, yeah, see, I don't know if that one's called Gods and Kings either. Something like that. Um, Yeah, I, I can't remember the actual name of it, but it, it's it's still a similar concept. It's like first-person Zelda. Um, These are all very interesting games to me, and what I love is that this is a VR setup like, this is an actual consumer model VR setup. This is something you could just buy in the same way that you buy any console, in the same way that you would buy a Nintendo Switch. Like, you could just buy this and bring it home to the family and show it off. And there's a there's a pass-through where you use the controllers to map out your play area, um, like most games. But again, you don't need towers or nothing. Right. Again, I know it's not. I know it, it. It's probably not that interesting to enthusiasts, but the enthusiast market is small, and they're only so they're only willing to pay so much. Like people would not be spending a thousand dollars for that Vive if there was another enthusiast model that was a hundred dollars cheaper, and that could do the same thing. Yeah. Like, that that's the big thing, is you have to make sure it can do the same thing. Like, if the Oculus Rift S, which is just a minor bump-up, it's just the new standard of regular Oculus, still need a computer for all that. Right. If the Rift S um, came with controllers that did the uh, full-hand thing like Valve's does, I bet a lot more people would jump on that one. It's so much. I'd, I agree with that. Um... But but I understand Valve can eat that loss though, like they can afford to make this kind of and and I think it's good that we have a company that's focusing on the uh, the enthusiast. But I think that all of them, all VR companies, should be doing three tiers. Personally, the lowest tier, your your Samsung Gear VR, your Oculus Go, and all that shit. I you could get rid of that. Two tiers really: the consumer model where you buy a standalone VR and the enthusiast model that requires a PC. Yeah, no. And I, I think mean, all of them should be focused on some stuff like that. Right. And I think they should all have very similar controllers, like maybe the enthusiast model, you know, obviously that one you can integrate with your omnidirectional treadmills and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But even then, well, even then with the consumer model, you could still technically like have a space that you could walk around in or even just on yeah. treadmill yeah i do wish that i could figure out a way or i do wish that these companies would implement the omni treadmill i know that it'll be a while before that becomes a standard thing and that most people don't care about it but like an omnidirectional treadmill i think is better than oops i'm almost about to walk into a wall no i agree and i'll be honest with you even though they warn you it, it's just dumb like 
now you don't have to worry about how much space you have to play because you know you're on a treadmill running and then you know your brain might not have motion sickness because you're actually moving Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um no if i had an omnidirectional treadmill i wouldn't be such a fat ass if I had an omnidirectional treadmill, I'd, I'd definitely have some more toned muscle. Well, that's the thing is, if I had a head-mounted display, like if I literally just had a head a head-mounted display, not even a VR setup, um, and an omnidirectional treadmill, I could fucking I would play I would play Fallout. See, I was thinking for it for more of like. The fun of playing Halo. I didn't. I didn't even remember Fallout. See, Halo and Doom and shit. You got. You move too fast. Oh, I'd be so on board playing Doom VFVR in fucking. Dude, you'd play for ten minutes and then you'd be out of breath. Well, yeah. Could you s- imagine? Because because what start, if what <laughs> by the end by the end, by the end you'd be, be Usain Bolt. By the end, I'd be Doom guy. Yeah. But imagine if it walked at your speed, you'd have to constantly be running. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I I love the idea of the quest, and it's definitely something that's on my radar uh, as being so cool to have that entry-level VR. I think that's the best entry-level VR I've ever seen. Um, and And one final thing is, everything I've seen on the Valve Index, they all talk about, yeah, these controllers are so cool. Boy, I wish something supported it. Because understand that even on the Oculus Quest, which is, again, this is consumer model, not even enthusiast, um, it has buttons for uh, middle and ring. Right. And so, yeah, you can't, maybe you can't open and close your hand. You can't let go of something, which which is admittedly a cool feature of Valve's controller. But given that no game is built around it because it's not a standard, it's kind of pointless. I do agree with you, though, from everything I've seen on all VR, they need to standardize their controllers. I uh, Yeah, 100%. Like, the Xbox One controller... The Switch Pro controller and the DualShock 4 controller are all very different controllers, but they're still standardized. Yeah, I mean they have slight there's slight differentiate differences in button layout and stuff, but they you could pick up any controller and after about five minutes know what the fuck you're doing with it. Mm-hmm. So that Yeah, I um I was playing Xbox with my brother and I was like press triangle. He knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. The only one that sometimes throws me for a loop is the Switch. Sometimes. That's why that like so what I used to do is I used to do shoulder buttons in PlayStation because I'm never going to say press or B. Um shoulder buttons in PlayStation, face buttons in Xbox, but now that Nintendo is a thing in our household, I had to start saying face buttons in PlayStation. Because uh, of their backwards ass setup. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the Xbox button layout, but rotated. Yep. Um, it's built for that Wii U lay- uh, layout, man. Yeah. Nintendo had it right. I don't know why they switched back. Because they hate us. You know what was actually a good layout? Like, the the, the controller has a lot of problems. D-pad is uh, disgusting. Um, there should be two shoulder buttons and two triggers, not one shoulder button and two triggers, but it had some issues. But you know what had a pretty cool layout for the face buttons? The GameCube. Yeah, I mean, the GameCube is pretty much regarded as one of the best controllers to ever grace the face of the Earth. I have always heard the GameCube as somebody, uh, as a robot threw up on a DualShock. Well, see, I... I've heard nothing but people talk praise for the GameCube controller, and even I kind of look at it and go, yeah, all right, I can see it. Yeah, it... Having grown up basically being a PlayStation fanboy through and through. Now, modern games are kind of built for the the diamond shape, 
Right. But I don't know, man. There's something that's nicely comfortable about having all the buttons right there. And, like, all they were missing for that controller, besides the better D-pad and, you know, an, X, uh, an L1, is that uh, if their sticks were clickable and the C-stick was the same as the analog stick. It wasn't some weird mutant little thing? Yeah. yeah. Other than that, it's a pretty brilliant controller, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, it, I think it still holds up. I mean, it's better than the uh, weird fucking thing that came out for the N64. Ugh. Yeah. Meant for weird three-handed spider people. Yeah. I mean, I kind of see what they thought they were doing there, but they failed. You do? Because I never did. I never the The idea... Controller right. The idea being that you could hold it multiple ways depending on different games. Oh, well, they can suck a fuck. Yeah. Uh, Sega kind of figured it out and Xbox refined it. Like, Sega figured it out with the Dreamcast and Xbox kind of refined it. Yeah. Uh, that and the DualShock. Those are the two best layouts. But the GameCube, pretty ingenious. There's actually, um, final thing here. There's uh, Power A. They make the Fusion Tournament controller. They usually make uh, lower-end hardware, but they've also made, like, some very solid controllers recently. Um, they make the best Xbox One controller. They make the best PS3 controller. Um, they recently came out with a GameCube controller that, for some reason, works with PC, Nintendo Switch, and PS3 weird flex but all right like <laughs> this came out like this year now if only for you, i don't know if only it worked for mobile it, it does it's bluetooth oh well all right yeah. then there you go but it's a gamecube controller meant for playing you know gamecube style on switch if you're into that and like that's all real cool works for the ps3 which is odd because the whole thing about ps3's bluetooth was that they used this weird packet system that's hard to what a weird system to make in 2019 compatible with yeah i i get pc and android and all that like i get bluetooth i understand the concept of bluetooth for your switch controller your third party switch controller but yeah but no, yeah what a random ps3 is a that's a weird flex but yeah it has all the buttons on it too. It has uh, an L1 huh. start and select. It's yeah, I'll show you later. That's all. All right. I uh, got anything to plug this week? Uh no. I I've gone I've undergone some changes on Tay. Once I start writing up there, I'll I'll have more shit to plug. But I haven't been on social media or anything. Just check out the Facebook group, I guess. All right. Yep, uh, as, as he said, you can follow us at facebook.com slash group slash gaming casual podcast. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at gaming casual pod. And you can find me on youtube.com slash sedge gaming, twitch.tv slash slash lord sedge. And you can find control freak, twitch.tv slash control freak, and facebook.com slash zguru review. Hope you guys mm -hmm. enjoyed the episode. Uh, I want to give a shout out to everybody who listens to the show here. Thank you. We appreciate it so much. If you want to, you know, help support us right now, uh, just tell your friends about the show, share it with anybody you think would be interested because the more people who we can get listening to it, obviously the better it is for us. Mm -hmm. Um, and the more likely we will be able to be seen. Yeah, and also, uh, in addition to sharing it, hop into that Facebook group. Chat with us. Yeah, we, you know, we reach out to you guys for questions and that, or just general discussion. And if we discuss mm -hmm. something on the podcast that is in a visual form, such as pictures, or in this case, an article, uh, we'll post it to that group so you all can read it and have context for what we're rambling about in our weird, broken rants. But... We do appreciate all of you listening. We thank you. We love you guys. And we will see you next week. Peace. Deuce. Hey guys, Sedge here. 
I uh, just wanted to give a quick shout out to our intro music, 8-Bit Onward by Heatley Bros. You can find them on YouTube, and I will be posting the link in the description. Thanks. Bye.